Okay, so, yes. So we're going to talk about um, assertiveness today, which essentially means that you should never listen to me when I tell you what the next podcast is going to be about, because it probably won't be about that. Also, I didn't remember until my mum told me again that we said we would do it on tapping. We will, we'll do that at some point, yeah. I think. It would be important to do. For right now, I think assertiveness is an important thing, especially, I think, given this whole weird lockdown situation, I feel like it's kind of given people a chance to be slightly more assertive, because actually, if you don't want to stay in touch with someone, you don't have to, like, there's no school, there's no work, there's no, well, for some people, for those of you who are still working, thank you, but you know, there's there's not that kind of social obligation to see and to talk to people. And it's not like you're going to Zoom, like, 15 people because you're not going to have a worthwhile conversation then. I mean, if you want to, you can, but unless you're doing a pub quiz, I can't really see, like, the... I can't really see the point in it, which is only because I have three friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have 15 people to Zoom call. I don't want 15 people to Zoom call, though. But um, I think that... Assertiveness is something that I have really struggled with um, in my battles with mental health. And it's actually something that, as a child, I was never very good at. And as a young teenager, I was never good at... I, well, basically, I've never really been good at it. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been great at knowing where assertiveness lies between being a pushover and being stubborn, um, how to be assertive, when to be assertive, how to be assertive without hurting people, or how much do you worry about other people, how much do you just think about yourself, like, kind of just ties into a lot of things, I feel like. Mm. And I think that assertiveness in and of itself, especially when relating to friendships and um, how you conduct yourself with your friends and how you let people treat you, mm. I think is really important. I think it does it does tie into how much you value yourself as well because the more you can realise that actually you are someone who people want to be friends with, you bring something to the table, you have value, you have worth, you don't deserve to be treated in a way that you don't want to be treated. And also it is about... A- being more aware of who the more one becomes aware of who you are and what you want in life and what is important to you then the more you're able to communicate that and that's essentially what the assertiveness is about yeah it's about speaking your truth yeah that's my favorite way um to put it like because the thing is, is the thing i really like about that phrase actually is because it's not it's not speaking the truth because actually in our very subjective lives it's hard to see the objective truth. And actually, that's why I think meditation and mindfulness is so important. But that's a whole, that's a whole nother Another area. Podcast, but um, yeah, eventually, we'll get round to it. Just 10 minutes of meditation a day, change your life, honestly. But we used to have to, also have to have the right mindset to go along with it. It's mm. not just the meditation. It's got to be in you. But... I've totally forgotten now. I'm just thinking about mindfulness and I'm just picturing a Buddha in my head. Like I'm about really, speaking I'm, your truth as well. Yes, well. yes. So that's why I like it because the saying in and of itself accepts that what you are speaking is subjective. It's not, you know, hands down the right thing necessarily. It's not what everyone's going to agree with. It's not universal, but it's about you. And in reality, that's what matters. And also, it's an interesting thing, because I have not really thought about this until just now, but actually, that idea as well of speaking your truth starts off um, the thing of a dialogue between you and a friend, if we're talking about friends, or actually, the thing about the lockdown as well is that people might be have an opportunity to practice more assertiveness with their families Family. oh God, than yeah. they might have thought was necessary or even good for anybody, but, you know, it's not a bad thing. Um but it, but it also does mean that actually if the conversation goes well in the sense of you're able to explain what you want to say 
in a way that's still compassionate for the other person and doesn't kind of set out to attack or hurt the other person, yeah. then it allows the other person to actually say, oh my God, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to do that or say that or whatever, um, you know, please let me know how to do it better. And also like, yeah, rectify their behaviour. And even, I guess, even more important than acknowledging that they've done something wrong, it gives the other person the chance to change. Yeah. And it gives the other person the chance to know how you want to be treated. And then it gives you a chance as well to see whether or not they acclimate to that change. Do they start treating you in the way that you want to be treated? Or do they ignore your assertiveness? Because it's a pretty clear indicator of the type of friendship, the type of person, the type of relationship you have. Like, And I was thinking, actually, just when you said the thing about assertiveness within um, your family, like I feel like at... I feel like especially for me, I always thought of assertiveness within your family as being like a child trying to assert themselves. And I always thought of like how that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of an easy thing to imagine that that's really difficult. But as a parent trying to assert yourself to your children, that must be really hard too. Mm. Like Because there's so many kind of unspoken, like, like weird taboos. And like I read an article the other day about how... Um, abuse of parents physical of children physically abusing physically abusing, abusing yeah, <laughs> yeah their parents has gone up mm. more and more parents have, and the thing is because you can't they're too scared to call the police actually they're they are too scared to call in because who are you going to believe a parent or a child like but also the other thing about that is that to the if you're getting to the point where a child is physically abusing or thinks it's okay to you know lash out physically at a parent then there's been a kind of a pattern of yeah going back to your sort of continuum of being a pushover or standing up for yourself to the extent where nobody else's needs matter then that parent has also um something's gone gone wrong yeah something's gone wrong in that whole thing and i think that also paints you know that points to the fact that actually assertiveness isn't something that actually you just magically manage to do when you're an adult it is it is actually even I would say that even as an adult I've learned to because of my professional training and maybe and also just because of life experience that learning to be assertive in a professional situation has certainly been um, something I've been more able to do faster than learning to be assertive in a personal mm. situation. So it's also differences between, you know, the per- professional situation, there is a certain amount of emotional distance, you know, obviously... Yeah. And also, I guess the thing is, is as a professional, like, you know that you're good at what you do. <laughs> you know that actually, you know, there are so many children out there who have problems speaking who would love to be seen by you. But obviously, they themselves probably have no real concept but their parents would love to get them on to be seen by you and so it's almost that kind of thing of there's more value for yourself as a professional than there is as a human yeah no you're quite right about that because it's quite interesting because I think about how how my ability to be more assertive um, changed as a professional and it definitely cemented as I became more confident in Mm. my own ability yeah to deliver I think with with confidence Mm. comes assertiveness yeah. definitely and also with authenticity yeah yeah and that's right because as you, the more you grow in a particular area the more you kind of think okay I'm, I'm comfortable about getting it wrong as well so if I'm comfortable about getting it wrong then it's okay if somebody then challenges you oh god so he's going to pull up the entire Matt, I actually don't know what that was for. I don't think it was someone at the no, front door. No, I think it's just the, I think it's one of the doors banging upstairs. There's a window. Ghosts. <laughs> um, but we don't oh have God, No, I don't need to say that. I'll get scared tonight. <laughs> I go to bed like that's a ghost coming to get me, mummy. Um, but I think it also it's easier it's easier to kind of value your time as a professional as well. But I think as as like just kind of ourselves we we let people waste our time a lot actually we let people abuse our time and because we don't see our time as such a valuable thing but as a professional it's like you're not you're not going to take shit from a family who aren't treating you right you're just not going to see them or you know you're going to you're going to be a lot more I guess kind of upfront about it because in that sense time is money and time is also directly helping someone else and so if you can't help the child because the parents won't let you, 
it's not only a waste of your time, but it's a waste of theirs. Yeah, but it's quite interesting that that also, even you'd think it was quite clear. Because that would be really hard. Yeah. It is something that you, you have to learn. And I think the whole thing about assertiveness is it's actually a skill to learn. Yeah. And even if you're quite. It's a habit, definitely. It's, it's a habit, yeah. It's like any of these things are. But an intentional habit. Yeah. The, exactly yes because you you have to practice it unless you come from a family where you get those kind of models and you've learned them then probably you won't be listening to this because it's not yeah. really something that's going to be you know you will get your needs met and that's partly what this is about is the assertiveness lo- links back to the things we talked about before about boundaries about knowing who you are and what you need and want and asking for it yeah and that's and essentially feeling invisible yeah and not feeling not, seen and yeah and if those things are if those things are not being met, then that's what you end up feeling is invisible and, and yeah. unseen. And I think that that feeling of like misunderstanding, that feeling of being completely and utterly misunderstood by everyone you met, I I think that's pivotal to mental illness. I think that within every single mental illness there is an area of there's that grey area of misunderstanding where you try to communicate one thing, but you can't quite communicate it actually because you're not in tune with yourself. And so because you're not in tune with yourself, the other person will not ever be able to quite understand what you need. And I think that's the difficult thing with... I think it really it really ties into that, actually, because, you know, there are some times when I feel really, really shit and I, I, I feel like I need someone to say this particular thing to me. But I can't say it to myself because it's not the same. Mm. Because I don't respect myself enough to listen but I need someone who I respect to say it to me, but I can't tell them to say it to me because I need it to just come from them having an understanding. But they're never going to say it because they can't... Unless it's by chance or... Yeah, I mean that, by that... some luck. But that's why I guess being assertive helps then yeah. because then what you can do is you can kind of direct people in the direction of like what to say and what to do around you. Because that's the, actually, that, that is actually quite a crucial point because one of the things about being assertive is you're not putting all the onus on the other person to work no. out what is going wrong here you're actually helping that person out yeah so the responsibility that's that's the, i think that's yeah. how i've had to think of assertiveness the yeah. whole time in order to make it like an okay thing to do is that yeah. it's like actually by being assertive and by feeling like a bitch in that moment by feeling like you're being so over dramatic and so over the top in the long term you are benefiting that friendship yeah like immeasurable immeasurably (laughs) oh god but also i feel like assertiveness is such a massive decider in whether or not a friendship is still right for you yeah and actually there are some friendships where i never would have i would never have questioned God, I can't speak English today. I would never have questioned. <laughs> just true. Ella speak then, shall yeah. we? <laughs> oh, God, don't. No one will understand it. I don't even understand it. It's like gibberish. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so proud of it. It was so stupid. This is why I go out and I make terrible jokes. Because when I make them at home, you laugh at them. So then I go out into the world and I think, other people will laugh at this. And then they go, what the fuck, Ella? Stop talking. And it's like, but my mom laughs at me. But you know I laugh at my own jokes as well. Yeah, that is true. I should really, yeah. That should have been a clue. <laughs> Low standards. <laughs> but I just want to believe the best of myself. Oh dear. Anyway, but, to go back to believing the best of yourself, but also asserting yes, yourself so a, that you can... With there are yeah. some friendships where I actually would... I just don't think I would have questioned whether or not that friendship was right for me and whether or not that person was treating me in a way I wanted to be treated until I said that first assertive thing. And then by the response, I was like, oh, you want to treat me in a way that you want to treat me. You don't want to treat me in the way that I would like to be treated. Mm. No, thank you. Like, relationships are a two-way street. Yeah, yeah. And so that also means that as someone who is assertive, you have to respect other people's boundaries, which is hard sometimes. Yeah. It can be really hard. But then with assertiveness comes that also, that ability to open up about your mistakes. Yeah, and admit when you're wrong, which is what yeah. you were saying earlier. And admit when you cross someone's boundary and do it also kind of 
with assertiveness, like you do it in a way that's not self-deprecating. That's not like, oh, I just really didn't want to upset you. It's that kind of, yeah, I messed up. I should have listened to what you were saying and I didn't. And I'm sorry and I will fix my behaviour. Yeah. It's that kind it's of thing. It's much more straightforward about you, it. Yeah. And you realise that actually... I think because the thing is, the, the first realisation that I had to do with assertiveness was that, you know, I was, I felt like I was less than a human with some of my friends. I, I didn't feel like they treated me at all in the way that I felt they should treat any single human being on this planet. And I had so many instances where I felt tiny, where I felt invisible, where I was with friends and I wished that I was dead because I didn't want to feel like that among people who were supposed to love me. Mm. And I didn't feel loved, actually. It felt like, I felt like I was bloody on the Truman Show, that it was, you know, some massive joke. And every, some, at some point, the lights would stop rolling and everyone would go, oh, Ella, it's a joke. No one can treat someone else like that and get away with it. But they do. They do treat people so horribly and in ways that are inhumane, mm. actually. But it was coming from that realisation of, fuck, I'm not being treated the way I want to be treated, to part of that is my fault. But not in a bad way, not in a, oh God, I hate myself way, oh, I'm never going to be better at this, you know, everyone's going to treat me in a bad way, but in a, I need to take responsibility for how I want to be treated. And I need to be able to stand up for myself or people will just walk all over me. Mm. And I think that's, that's the tricky thing, like... Um, we were talking to Mussy about um, our key strength characteristics from mm. the Yale thing. Oh, yeah. And one of hers is forgiveness and one of mine is kindness. And forgiveness is actually her, like, main one. Mm. And she made a really interesting point, which was, like, she was, like, I'm not too sure about that, though. Mm. And I thought that the thing is, though, in the way I see it, forgiveness and kindness are two of the most beautiful values a human being can have. I think they make us so just... I just think, oh, like, if I meet someone who is forgiving or who is kind, just they make my whole, like, heart happy and flutter. Mm. But they are also two very easily abused traits. Yeah. And so unless you know yourself enough to assert your forgiveness and assert your kindness, people will walk over you. Yeah, some people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, Yeah, sorry, it's, of course, it's not way, all people. No, but you're right, it's a way of kind of, like... You know, we're going to come at you, one, will come across many people in life. And some people who you'll be thrown together with, you know, like, at, for example, at school at the moment. Yeah, when university, you go to university, work. they're going to be in your, yeah, and through work or whatever. Um, people who you might end up flat sharing with that you yeah. don't know particularly well. So there are going to be lots of situations. And, and you, and we all are going to be in a situation where we make a decision about people we like instinctively and people, people we, we don't, don't like. And people we have to get on with for reasons that are to do with other things you know so you know if you feel pressured into being friends with somebody because they're friends with somebody else yeah. for example you know that but that... that's where i think assertiveness really comes in because it's also then being able to know that it's okay to not like some people yeah and that actually you don't have to like everyone yeah and that you know you can go to the same school as somebody and you can think really negative things about that person you might really dislike their personality but it doesn't make you a bad person as long as you don't act on it as long as you don't hurt someone as long as you don't bitch behind their back then you know you can't this is a whole separate point but you can't judge yourself on what you think you have to judge yourself on your actions yeah and if you're not unnecessarily vindictive to somebody yes. then you can you're allowed to think what you yeah, like yeah and actually them. you're allowed to dislike people you're allowed to not really understand where they're coming from and you're allowed to think you know what I saw um a post the other day that I absolutely loved and I I did repost it on my Instagram story but um it was like growth and healing are not inevitable they are a choice yeah and I saw that yeah. yeah and the other one about like you know you should be friends with people who grow with you not people you have to raise yeah and I saw that and I was like oh my god this is feels like what I've been preaching for my entire life and people are like no but I am growing it's like no but you're only growing when I 
bring you with me. Yeah. And that's what I think you see so much in people when actually you lose them. Because then you can see them from this third, this kind of like third person view. Mm. You don't see them from such an intimate, subjective view. And it takes a long time to get to that point because you have to then be able to be like, yeah, I valued what our friendship was, but we're no longer friends. Mm. And I still, you know, I think that's a real sign of growth. But when you kind of reach that point, you are able to look at other people who you used to be friends with, who actually you thought were growing with you. And you're able to say, but you're not growing now. Mm. And so you're right. I was raising you. Yeah. And I'm not your mother. Mm. I'm not your parent. I'm not your carer. I'm your friend. Yeah. And you're supposed to grow with your friends. But also, even if people are growing at different rates, the, the issue is about people taking responsibility for their own actions. And that goes yeah. back to the whole thing about the assertiveness. Is if, if, if people are changing at different rates, fair enough. We all do things in our, in our own speed. But if, if somebody's not taking responsibility for things overall over a long period of time yeah i'm not just saying a one-off incident because you know things are difficult and some things we can confront more quickly than others Others. but definitely actually if they never do it or you know over like the course of six months or the course of you know i don't know depending on your level of tolerance maybe a month or whatever or you know you feel like you have a conversation with them and then they do it again and you have a conversation with them and then they do it again their behavior if their behavior doesn't change yeah then 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 you're right then what is what who's getting what out of this relationship yeah. and that that comes it just back seems to, like they're getting a carer yeah and also what but also if you're maintaining that then what are you getting out of it yeah now? are you and i think that often it's that sorry sorry now i was just gonna say are you feeling in. like you're are you feeling like your worth comes from yeah being a parent to that person yeah. and that's actually maybe the, yeah there's nothing wrong with that necessarily but then you have got to be clear that that's your truth that you really yeah. want to do that yeah, and that's the thing I think that sometimes actually can be really difficult because if you enjoy helping people, mm. which I do to an extent, mm. people kind of, they run with that and they go, but you know, it makes you feel better talking to me about my problems. And it's like, well, yes and no. You know, I need to A, be in the mood, B, value you enough, or C, like... There's a difference between talking to someone about your problems and projecting. If you are just like vomiting, like regurgitating everything out, and then you don't take any criticism or help on board, that's not, you know, that's that's actually not letting me help you. I will just feel worse than I did when I came into it. But also... That's... May as well just talk to your mirror. That's what I do. Well, yeah, but also there's there's two things. You're, if you're friends with somebody, what that yeah. person is talking about then is you taking on the role of a therapist. Yeah. If you're friends with somebody, it doesn't work that way. You can't... You, it's, it's supposed to be reciprocal. Exactly. And if it isn't reciprocal, then what, you know, then what no, are you getting it's out? Not, it's not going to work then to do it that way. Oh God, this brings me back to another one of my favourite sayings, which is um, that it is... It's not noble to tolerate. Yeah. And I think that was something that I struggled with for a really long time because I thought that by putting up with this treatment, I was doing the right thing. I was being the bigger person. You know, I was doing the... I was sacrificing my own happiness for the well-being of other people Mm. and that I should do that. Mm. And then, I mean, yeah, it, it took till what, last year, March... For me to go, oh, hold on. Mm. I, like, that. That's, it's not worth it. It's not worth me being self-sacrificial to the point where you almost sacrifice your life. Mm. Like, it's just, and, and almost then, like, now looking back on it, it kind of just feels ridiculous that I would even have let myself get to that point. But I did, and it was where I was at. And that, a lot of that, kind of like the the overwhelming feelings the feeling of not even being able to manage every day was because I wasn't only dealing with my own thoughts but it felt like I was holding the thoughts of like 10 other people mm. and and also there isn't any room for your own self-nurturing and, yeah. and your own care so because yeah you're too busy exactly you're too busy and that's where the thought of everybody that's else. where the assertiveness 
mm. comes in. It's interesting, actually, though, because when you talk to people about, you know, people who... If I talk to people who I thought I was holding on to their thoughts for them, they then go, oh, but I didn't tell you everything that was going on in my life. Oh, but I didn't. But there were things that I never told you. But you didn't know about this. You didn't know about that. You didn't know about this and this and this. And they get so defensive because they can't just say sorry. Mm. They can't just say, I'm sorry that I had some part in making you feel that way because they see it as an attack. Mm. And then it's very hard to not then see that as an attack and go, well, maybe I'm seeing things completely wrong. Mm. Maybe I'm da 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 But it's that same thing of you're speaking your truth. Mm. And actually, they are lying to themselves. Mm. Because, yeah, fine. Of course, you know, I'm not saying that in order to feel burdened with other people's problems, you have to know every minute detail about their lives because that's not possible. That's literally not possible because otherwise you would be them. Mm. You cannot... If I spent my entire life telling you things that were going on in my life, we would have to be, like, joined at the hip mm. and I would have to basically wipe your brain. Mm. Yeah, Which no, is just like a really weird, horrible thought. Yeah, because I mean, there's no way that no matter how much information you share that the other person can ever completely exactly. be inside but someone else's head. But, it's yeah. about the way that you do it, the way that, you know, do you share something with someone and then, you know, maybe you share something with someone and they start crying. They have a very emotional reaction to it and then you think, oh well, never going to mention that again. That can be really damaging for a person mm-hmm. to have had something shared with you that is so important to the other person and evokes such a strong emotional reaction in you and then the other person's like oh, I just don't really want to talk about it anymore oh, for god's sake sorry no definitely do on sofa sounds like the sofa channel yes. <laughs> too late now claws right in the sofa um but then I think in, in, so it's like, it's about the way you share, kind of, you know, do you just share something as a one-off and then go, uh, yeah, I'm not going to process this. I'm not going to check in with the other person and let them know that I am processing this and I'm doing okay. I'm just going to kind of, it's like you kind of just throw it on them. And that's like, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved, but it's not because actually all you've done is just have, you've got the burden of that problem on yourself and you've just placed the burden on them so all you've done is create two boxes mm. rather than cut it in half. Mm. And actually, yeah, because also... I mean, that's just how will you communicate. And I think that's why, for me, communication is so important mm. and so, so important. Like, so important. But it also goes back to the thing about communication being two-way. And, and that's the sort of nub of what you've been saying, you know, that if somebody else is coming to you... As a friend, I just said so many so's. Sorry, <laughs> so, so is important. Favorite, favorite word. But yes. that people, if people are coming to you with a problem and they want to, you know, that they they kind of treating you for want of a better word as an agony aunt. Yeah. Then. Oh God, yeah. There is the responsibility in that is for them to either be prepared to come to a solution themselves through talking it through with you, or. Be prepared to take some advice. And yeah. if they're not prepared to do that, then there's only so many times you can do that to a friend. Because 100%. then what you're doing is you're treating that friend as a therapist. And that is the reason why you have somebody who's trained to listen professionally. Yeah. Because and actually, the thing is, though, is, you're not even treating them necessarily as... You're not... But you're not even treating them as a therapist in the way that a therapist deserves to be treated because you're not listening to them. Like, if, if I have a conversation with my therapist and she tells me something that is hard to hear and I don't want to hear it, I don't just go, nope, going to ignore you forever, never going to come back to this, never going to bring it up, da 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 Because that's not... She doesn't deserve that, A, as a human being and as a professional. But, I mean, I guess now I've got to a point of self-awareness as well where I can realise that some things I can't recognise in myself easily and... That instinctive feeling of, oh my God, this is an attack, is a defence. It's not the truth. And I think that also brings us back to the other point on assertiveness about, like, um, kind of acting out of anxiety and acting out of intuition. Mm. And assertiveness being out of intuition, when, like, your whole body and your kind of your whole mind agrees with something. It's not what you think you should do. It's not what you think would make everyone else happier. It's what you 
want or need Mm. and I think that in it's a very tricky thing to do because you know we always think that if we do what we should do if we just go to this party because we think we should because we said to this person we would even though we're really not feeling it it will make everyone happy but in reality a no one else gives a shit like to be completely honest there are so like yeah they might be like oh I missed you at that party but like does it really affect their lives that much are they you know gonna go home and ball their eyes out because you didn't show up to dance to like I don't know like fucking Dancing Queen by ABBA I was like I only think of horrible songs I was like I want to go for a nice song so I'll go for some ABBA <laughs> not even the best ABBA song it's just very overplayed but um sorry I'm just thinking of so many good ABBA songs now <laughs> oh god um you know it's like it's not actually the kind of the short term I guess happiness that you might bring someone else in the long term is going to be so detrimental to your happiness that at some point you're not going to be able to take it anymore and you're going to burst Mm. and you know like we were saying earlier with the um before we were filming with the stones and the pebbles analogy Mm. like I guess assertiveness a nice way to think of assertiveness is that Every time you say something that is assertive, that is speaking your truth, you drop a little stone into the lake or the river or whatever. And yeah, you're going to create a ripple. And yeah, if you hadn't said anything, you probably wouldn't have created a ripple. And that's hard to deal with. It's hard to deal with so many little ripples that are all caused by you. But otherwise, along the line, who knows? It could be 10 years. It could be one year. It could be months. It could be literally weeks. Like... No, this is the thing. It's like a ticking time bomb. You just yeah. don't know. Yeah. At some point, you are going to drop a boulder into that lake and that river or that river, whichever one it is. Like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't even need to be a body of water. The point is, is just that eventually, Eventually's by not a... being assertiveness, you are going to cause more of a, in quotation marks, problem. Yeah, and much more of a seismic response to it because exactly it's something that the the lake or the river has never been used to so yeah everything's been sort of calm and n- you know no there's been no ripples at all and then all of a sudden half the water is displaced exactly um, and even if you know it's not to say that with assertiveness all of your rocks are going to be the same size mm. some might be bigger than others some mm. might be a little small thing just like i'm not feeling this party i'm gonna go home yeah. i'm not feeling sitting with these people i'm gonna go over there and read my book you know actually and then you might have bigger ones where, I don't know, it's a very vulnerable area and you lose a friendship because you are assertive. Mm. And that, yeah, that's a bigger rock. And you put it in and the lake's like, ooh, but it gets used to it. Mm. Over time, it gets used to it. And over time, actually, those rocks, they settle at the bottom mm. and they become sand. Like, you know, they, it's a kind of nice little... Well, they're not going to become sand if there's no tide, but, you know... But it becomes the bedrock of who you are, almost. Oh, oh my God. Nice that that is amazing. Oh but that's only works if it's a river now. So are we talking about a river or a lake? Well, can you have a bedrock in a lake? I think you can. I presume you can. Uh, yeah, any geologist yeah, can just just swimming in the lake of yourself. <laughs> exactly. Like... It kind of is, even though it's a sort of lake that is of other people, too. But, yeah. you know... But also, I think the ripples apply as much to yourself as they do to other people. That's true, yeah. Because actually, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, I often think that we're lying to ourselves if we say that other people matter more than we do. Because even in those moments like where we absolutely despise ourselves, where we hate ourselves, we're still the person taking up all of our thought space. But also, what I found at least to be true for me is that when I go down and down and down and I dig to the bottom of why I want to do something for someone else, there ends up being an I statement. Mm. And it's not, it's not to say that's a bad thing. So that's why I hate the word selfish. Because people are like, oh, but it's selfishness. Like, but selfishness is not inherently a bad thing. Within society, now we see it as a bad thing, yeah. But, and yes, of course, and everyone goes, oh, but we're social creatures. Like, well, yeah, but actually we're not designed to a get on with everyone and also we are creatures who thrive on conflict but also the thing about selfishness is an interesting oh, thing because so interesting i watched a ted talk about that the other day about selfishness no about um so can a conflict. divided america ever heal is what it's called mm. and the guy talks about like the basis of moral psychology um and one of the points that he makes out was about us you know being tribal and about how that actually we have come so far from there but 
in our roots is this tribal sense. And actually, that tribal sense, while it thrives on community and while it thrives on being with people, it also thrives on conflict. Yes. And it needs conflict to sustain itself. Because we are scared of what is not like us. But there, uh, that's a separate conversation. Yeah. Maybe we should come back to another time. Because but think... it was interesting because basically said that we can never achieve world peace. Yeah, but see, I would disagree with that. But because well, that was interesting. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. <laughs> anyway, the point about that is, I think you have to have a bit of conflict in your lives, though. I think inherently there tends to be because things never quite go. Because people we... are inconsistent. Well, because people are inconsistent. Also, we live with other people. Snowy, get off! Okay, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Snowy. <laughs> Well done. Anyway, keep going. So, you know, that we, we do live in groups with other people and we, we will interact, as we talked about before, with random people, some of whom we choose to be with and some of whom we don't. And even people that we love and, you know, we want to spend our time with, even those people don't quite do what you want them to do. No, we can't. Well, and that's the that, and that's sad that's reality of, of life, yeah. isn't it? You can't control what other people do. No. So the point as much is, as you might like to. Yeah, exactly. So, and, the, and that's okay because, you know, that's part of the, it is part of the thing that makes life complicated and, you know, and good, actually. It makes yeah. it interesting. But in order to not get lost in all of that, and that's going back to the assertiveness thing is, the thing about being assertive is... It's about having that core. Yeah, about having a core of who you are. And, and obviously the thing is, at your age, it's something that's being developed. You know? Yeah. It is, it's part of the thing about being a teenager, is that you're learning about who you are. And, and you know, it goes back to what you were saying before about friendships being... Even tricky friendships in the past, the thing, if it's possible to do, is to look back on them and think, actually, they made you the person you are now. Mm. And so... You still Shout benefit out to Diane Nguyen yeah. slash whoever wrote her lines in <laughs> whoever wrote that particular line, because that is my new life motto. Indeed. But I think there was oh, there's something I was oh yeah the thing that you were saying about being a teenager that really um that that popped an idea right into my head and I was like what because because actually I think that's what I find so interesting about being a teenager is that. Everybody kind of goes, you know, oh, as a teenager, you change so much. Like, you find yourself, you, you know, you kind of, your personality will change, your friendships will change, your blah, 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 it all changes, and you become more authentic as you get older. But that's where I think that the other quote from ages ago of saying, you know, that growth and healing isn't, what was the word again? A given? A give, yeah, like, um, inevitable, yeah, that was it. Yeah. It's not, I was going to say in given, <laughs> trying to mix the two up. Um, you know, that actually, as you can go through teenagehood and emerge as confused and as lost as you were at the beginning because you haven't put that work in. And actually, I would also say that I've met adults who oh, yeah. behave as if they are 14 years old. <laughs> oh, and... God, I've met adults who behave as if they are like five. And I've observed adult situations like even just with you and with people you know and you know I mean we've had so many conversations about things that are going on with adults and it's like they still like to gossip they still like to make a massive fuss out of something and they still some of them still can't quite see situations from other people's perspective and you just think good that's the thing is like you grow up physically but if you want to grow up mentally you have to put like some of it will just happen you know life forces us to grow up mentally as well but you have to you know you can't fix your past you can't change it you just have to work with what you have mm. and i think that's where assertiveness comes in because it's also it's that same thing like you know with friendships with and just with yourself assertiveness is even more than saying i need this i want this it comes from being able to recognise you mm. and being able to take responsibility. Mm. And I think responsibility is the key thing for assertiveness. Mm. It's not that you're, I don't know, you know, like, you're not doing this in a way for somebody else. You're doing it for yourself. That's a good point, actually, because one of the things, I think, that keeps people stuck where, you know, in a behaviour pattern or something is that they that it's too difficult to take sometimes for some people it's too difficult to take responsibility for the thing that they do that allows that 
whatever it might yeah. be to keep going whether it's sort of you know hanging out with people who are not good for you or exactly. I don't know um or like even kind of on a very like mental kind of space I don't know I'll give an example from my life to make it more personal actually I'm a bit scared now but um <laughs> like there are some there are certain times where I often talk about kind of having I don't think I ever have on the podcast but kind of having two almost parts of me and they are meta very very metaphoric metaphorical parts they very much exist as one I am you know it's not like I have two separate angels and devil on my shoulders but there's a part of me that is very self-destructive and is very very angry and is hurt and wants to lash out and there is a part of me actually that thinks I deserve to be taken care of and I deserve to be nurtured and to grow and I deserve to care about other people as well but I deserve to put myself first and weirdly enough the part of me that is very angry and lashes out is the part of me that actually wants to care about other people and not myself which is a weird thing because that's why it's not so it's not clear cut it's not like one part of me is bad and one part of me is good Mm -hmm. because a part of me that also really thinks about myself can sometimes be very selfish in a way that's negative so it's like it's this tricky thing but it's you know I've had to recognize that sometimes people say something to you and it feels like it's an attack Mm. and I mean we've had countless conversations about this I've had so many conversations about this with so many people I have it all the time with my therapist Mm. whenever she says something that I'm not happy with like there was one time like this is a genuine example I cannot make this shit up I can't I I actually it's embarrassing I can't I cannot oh it's it's, I'm regretting even saying this now but I'm just gonna go go with it um where and this kind of this it leans into the like different parts of your personality and you have to be able to recognize as well that there are parts of yourself that are at contradiction mm. but where this weird thing where um when often when i come there used to be like there would be a time where she would kind of come to the gate and meet me and then we would go into the studio and we would have the therapy session but what would weirdly happen would be that i would go first and i would open the door for her but i would open it in a way where to her it felt like I was showing her in to her own place. And to me, I didn't think of it any more than I was just being polite. I thought it was what I should do. And we had a whole conversation about it actually. It took up like 20 minutes of a therapy session where she was like, I just find it really interesting how, you know, I actually might have taken up an entire session where she was like, you know, well, how, and she went on to describe how I opened the door. And to me, that was a comment that I was doing something wrong. Mm. I felt like I had messed up, like I was an absolute failure, like what was I doing, you know, making her feel like she was a guest in her own studio, like what was I playing at, how was I stupid enough to not have seen this? Mm. You know, how was my subconscious running rife with me and I couldn't even notice it? Like, God, was I even making any progress or was I just a stupid child? Like, what could I even, you know, your mind just spirals. And... But I wouldn't let her see that. And so I kept up a very like, mm, <laughs> front for the whole thing. And then right at the end, she was a bit like, and something just went. And I burst into tears. I just started crying and crying and crying. And that actually, in the end of it, then sparked a really interesting conversation about how she meant it and how it came across to me. Mm. And I mean, a few years ago, I wouldn't have had that conversation because I would have just thought it was a threat and she was attacking me and she was telling me that I wasn't doing something right mm. and I'm just small and little and I don't, you know, I don't want to be her. I don't want to have people tell me that I'm, that it was almost like laughable what mm. I had done. Mm. She was almost laughing at it and to her mm. that was a simple, like, isn't this weird? And to me that was like a, oh God, Ella, what are you doing? Yeah. Or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you've really, you thought you, it was that classic thing of you try to do the right thing mm. and you fucked up. Yeah. So don't even ever try to do anything. Just die. Like that is literally, my brain just goes like, hop, hop, scoop, <laughs> and just jumps over the lake for jumping to conclusions. But <laughs> like, and it took though, it took that, it took that vulnerability, A, for me to be able to, actually cry and to actually say I feel really hurt by that 
I don't know why, really, mm. but I feel really upset by what you've just said. And I know that I shouldn't, and I know that it's stupid. And that's the other thing, is there's that part of you, obviously, that's going... There's that kind of almost rational but mean rational bit that's going, God, Ella, this is ridiculous. Why are you crying because she said you opened a door for her? Mm. Like, are you actually the stupidest person on the entire planet because you're acting like it right now? Like, God, you walk around here on your high horse about everyone else and you cry when someone tells you you opened the door wrong. Like, seriously? Like, you don't even deserve to be alive if you're going to cry like this. But then... Yeah, that very harsh yeah, voice. Yeah, that mean, mean, very mean voice. And that's the side of me that is very self-destructive and, you know, takes every mistake to be a big thing. But then looking back on that as an incident, I kind of now think... but. The point is, is that I was able to have that conversation with her about what it was. And we were actually able to identify that. And I think that this is probably a common theme for a lot of people. That when a lot of us who feel very insecure about ourselves are faced with truths or comments that might might be able to be interpreted in a negative way, we jump at them being an attack. And we do that because it's so much easier to put the blame on the other person and to deflect than it is to actually think about why. Because also the thing that I was thinking about when you were telling that story is that you were talking about vulnerability. And actually we haven't really talked about that with assertiveness. Because actually one of the things that being assertive does is it actually makes you vulnerable vulnerable. to the other person laughing at you or saying what i'm not going to do that you know or lose exactly maybe losing the yeah. friendship maybe or getting feeling even smaller yes but the because the other thing i was going to say is that being defensive is often a mask for something underneath and it's not until you allow that conversation to happen that you might even have a chance of seeing what's underneath the defense exactly um, and that's i think that to me is also being assertive in yeah. a weird way yeah. which you know you wouldn't i just i'm just going to attribute the word assertive to everything mm-hmm. open the door assertive <laughs> close the fridge assertive that is quite assertive i'm like no ella you will not eat all of the chocolate cake that you made today you will only eat all of it minus one slice <laughs> i want chocolate cake now good job i made some after Oh, I keep talking. Okay. I'll keep talking. God, no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> That's very uh, true. What do you mean? That's very true. No I'm sure has. there is There's some. Never, never been a need to say that. That's so not true. What about when I didn't want to talk to like people from cams? Well, that's then true. they said. Did you they should. say keep talking? Though, no, they, they probably just were just like, yeah. And then I started talking. They were like, no, please put it away. <laughs> but my God, this is like verbal diarrhea to a extreme level. I hate the phrase verbal diarrhea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it just makes me think of like being on the toilet. Like, do you remember when we went um, blackberry picking when Nate and Victoria came over? Yeah, ages ago, yeah. and I hadn't quite understood the idea that when you picked the blackberries they weren't for you <laughs> and they were for everyone else and it was like oh my god guys I got like three tubs full of blackberries well where's one of those tubs Ella? I ate it and then I had to be sitting like me and my cousins from America who I've literally seen like maybe five times in my entire life and I spent the whole afternoon sitting on the toilet because I ate so many blackberries that I just just couldn't control my bloody digestive system so much fiber <laughs> So much sugar. It's sugar. Mm, That's true. the thing that makes you go. So is that what it is? Yeah. So if I just ate loads of sweets? No. If you eat dried fruit... That's why dried fruit works so well, apparently. Because when they give you, like, lat- lactulose from the doctors, it's basically sugar. Laxatives, yeah. Mm. So then why, why is nicotine a laxative, then? I don't really know why that might be. How interesting. I mean, there must be other things, like stimulants, because coffee works as well. Yeah. So there must be sort of... Sort because of like, I, I really... Thing. I, I really feel um, nicotine as a laxative. Maybe. You know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this whole diabetes thing. Yeah. Actually, when you're stressed and you produce lots of adrenaline, I don't know if this is right. If you, if you smoke or if you have coffee, have you put more adrenaline... You, you cause your body to release more adrenaline. Yeah. You do with coffee, surely. You think you do when you smoke as well. And then that makes your body... Maybe. Because adrenaline in the body makes your liver ah, produce glucose. Yes. Well, maybe. We'll have to look up whether Mm. or not smoking. Also, one thing that I did want to say that is very important is that if 
you want some help on being assertive and kind of don't just want to listen to us talking, you actually would like to make a change and you've got it this far, so well done. You've made it through a lot of absolute bullshit. But um, I will put some links down below. You are also very free to message me and ask for like, you know, like psychologists and people I know who have good links. I've got some nice poems and stuff that might help, just kind of like mantras to repeat. Um, there's also, I'm, I don't actually know if there is, but I'm almost positive that there will be yoga for assertiveness. Like, there's yoga for everything. Just look up Yoga with Adrian. <laughs> Soon to maybe be renamed to Yoga with Benji. Who's but we'll start with Yoga with Adrian. She probably has. She's got one for vulnerability, which you were saying yes. was a really good. It was very interesting. And one. I did one yes. for transitions today, which was totally mistaken. I thought it meant transitioning from pose to pose, but she meant changes. And I was like, oh, I got halfway through. And I've, I've been seeing this yoga video constantly. And every time I saw it, I was like... Tuh stupid why would I do yoga for the transitions between the poses I already do that in every other yoga thing and then she was like guys isn't change so tricky and I was like oh 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 I forgot that transitions has another meaning to it it's kind of the same meaning though but like you know another context yeah. yeah and I think that so yeah so that's very um that's I'm very happy to I'll put some links down below like some names of people who I think are helpful in that or some institutes or whatever, like some organisations. Yeah, and I was going to say, I just think part of the thing about learning to be assertive is, one, to realise that it is a skill that you learn over time. It's not something you just kind of wake up one morning no. and think, okay, I'm going to assert myself now. <laughs> just doesn't work and then way. you just magically do it all. Oh, yeah. God, I love it. If, if things worked like that, life like would life would be so easy, yeah. But, but no, life is tricky and complicated, which is what makes it a lovely. test. No, it's what makes it lovely. God is testing us and we will all fail. And uh, but so what I was going to say was actually the the, the stuff that pre- people are probably already doing. You know, like I mean, the very fact if you're listening to the podcast, you're doing this. You are taking some responsibility. You're taking, some, yeah. but also trying to think about yourself. So you're trying to develop 100%. an awareness of who you are. Actually, writing those or, things down. You're just a really good friend to me. Oh well, there and is that. You've as sat well. through forty nine minutes of this nonsense just because. <laughs> you want me to get one more view so that I will be happy <laughs> thank you if that's you so, but also hopefully you actually have then listened to it and been like wow maybe Ella doesn't talk complete and utter shit slash maybe her mum has some really good points <laughs> in this I would like to say that we both um spoke about it before and planned it so yes she has contributed to my ideas and I have contributed to hers so if you just think that she has good ideas by association you think that I have good ideas so essentially, I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, talk about asserting yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I can... Ass- this is the thing. This is what I find so funny is that half the time I think that the world would be such a better place if I just was everyone. <laughs> like, imagine if I was, like, all of the presidents of all the countries and all the people living in all the countries and I just, like, basically played the game as a simulation. The world is a simulation. Like, the world would run perfectly. And the other half the time, I think I shouldn't be alive because I'm such a, like, cancerous being that I infect everyone I see so it's like how 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 do I go from being so ridiculously overly assertive to just being but that's I think I guess that's the thing is that's the reality of it is that you're never going to get it perfect you're never going to get it right but But the point is is that you're trying yeah and also part of the thing of like you know moving from mental illness to mental health mm. is is seeing the world mm. in a less black and white extreme yes. fashion and actually realizing so that, that you know, still. dictatorship to um doormat is is quite a wide extreme range that was to go a from nice one dictatorship nice to a, doormat nice yeah alliteration there. i really liked that <laughs> then i guess kind of like when we round it off because it's been 53 minutes now um you're actually going to edit this one no, I actually think I'm just going to put the whole thing up, like, straight. I don't even think I'm going to edit it. I really can't be bothered, actually. I might just upload it straight away. <laughs> um, but. So lazy. <laughs> I'm not lazy. I'm honest and authentic and sticking to my true self. I'm speaking my truth, mummy. See, I can't even take myself seriously. When I, like, oh, I was having so many conversations about, like, opening the third eye. And it's like, every time I say it, I laugh. But, like, also, there's that, there's that part of me that thinks all of this is bullshit. And then there's that other part of me that's like, 
but it has helped me so much like tapping into that spirituality and that like holistic side of myself mm. and you know going with things that I thought were absolutely ridiculous like meditation a few years ago I'd been like I'm not a monk but it's like actually fuck yeah I'll be a monk I'll meditate for the rest of my life it's wonderful it's but incredible but, but like that's the thing I mean just to, I just want to go back and make yeah, a serious point go back and make a serious point it's just that the thing about the meditation or however you choose to do it is you're giving yourself space to be you yeah without influence which is scary yeah but it's without but the influence amazing. of anybody else and that's it's those small spaces that allow you to learn who you are but you have to give yourself time to do yeah. it yeah it doesn't happen like sometimes it does happen every so often you get a flash and you think mm. okay this is actually important to me this is actually yeah. my true self this is why i feel so bad about this because yeah. this is at odds with my values yeah you have like your eureka moment yeah but but those understanding what your more values often are than not yeah more often than not it's a slow drip yeah so there's no big splash which i think i think that's very true actually and more often than not you have the eureka moment and then six months later you have the same eureka moment again. Yeah. And then a year later, you have the same eureka moment and that's when it takes hold. Yes. Like, the n- I have had so many of these same moments where I'm like, but this is it. And then I'm like, oh, but the same thing. This is it. And it's like, well, like, you know it, but you don't feel it. Yeah. And I think that's the tricky thing. Like, you just have to give yourself time. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with with assertiveness, with vulnerability, and with losing friends. And that's the thing with the risk of assertiveness is that you lose friendships. And kind of what we were going to talk about, and I feel like we kind of have, but we also, there's just so many things to talk about. Yeah, we might have missed that one a bit. But, so I think we should just kind of put in something short and sweet about about the kind of the, the feeling of it being at odds of an old friendship and I think this is something that you know as I become more assertive I have lost the bulk of people who are my friends actually and I have maybe maybe 10 friends maybe I like us oh my god I could do a zoom call with 10 friends except they don't all know each other but you know like I have very oh actually no I have made some new friends if that's the thing like from this I've made somebody messaged me yesterday and was like totally like have no idea who this person is and was just like I just wanted to say like thank you so much for being so open and so brave because you've helped me get through so many things and I've no idea what you're going through but I wish you all the best of luck and I was like basically cried at my phone that was like (laughs) it makes a difference to one person it just makes my whole life worth it like it really does yeah I don't cry now it's so stupid but it was just like that sweet thing of just like and somebody taking the time out of their day to just be like show me some gratitude was like you were just the best person I'd ever met and I don't know who you are but it's also (laughs) that connecting people and going back to the thing about um and then they got followed so now you know new friendship bam 11 friends (laughs) take that zoom call of 15 friends I'm coming for you (laughs) but I think yeah it's that same thing of a you do you make so many new friends and I mean, when you start being assertive, you lose friends first. And that's scary because you think, God, I'm never going to make new friends. And, you and just... you're going to be alone. And that's worrying. And because, I because was alone thing... for a long yeah. time. Because the thing that, that you know, that you're little... always going to feel alone, I think. That's the thing. Well, yes and no. But you, I mean, you won't always feel... Hopefully, yeah, you won't true. always feel alone. But the thing that you were just saying, which is the going back to human nature, which is fundamental, is we need to make connections yeah. with other people. We need to feel we are linked in with we somebody else. We need to else. be warriors. Because <laughs> we're joking. Need to be warriors. <laughs> I'm joking, guys. But Only also... warriors in terms of the yoga poses. <laughs> but... It, we do need to connect with other people and you need to feel like you're on the same path them. And it was interesting doing the yoga with Adrian because a couple of times she said, you know, I can't remember exactly what she said, but something like, you know, you, some, whatever you're feeling, somebody else somewhere on the planet will be feeling, feeling it. it too. And actually just saying that kind of makes you realise that there are other people. Having somebody, it's the fact that it comes from somebody else actually. Who yeah. like sometimes like I'll do yoga with her and she'll be like, I'm just feeling so tired today. And it's a video from 2015. She lives in Texas. Mm. She's never met me. She's never... She doesn't know that I exist as a person, but I'm just like, yeah, Adrian, I'm feeling tired too. Thank you. Like, and when she says, now when she says namaste at the end of the practice, I smile, I'm like beaming. Yeah. Because you connect. And that's the crazy thing with social media is you can connect with people you don't know. You don't know. And it really is. And it comes with being open because yeah. she's so open. She's, and she's very authentic. She, know? oh, incredibly, so she yeah. She really is kind of, you know, what you see is, what it feels like, what, what you yeah, see is what, what you, you get. get. With her. And that, I think that's also an interesting thing with social media 
find is what you feel's good. Sorry, because her thing is called find what feels good. So I was like putting it in, but it didn't work. It was just going to be funny if anybody knows her, but they probably won't. But although by this point, if you haven't watched Yoga with Adrian, like <laughs> what are you you're doing? missing out to the bulk of my podcast because it's just unpaid promo. <laughs> I should just get her to like pay me to just walk around and be like, you should watch Yoga with Adrian. It's really good. Yeah, even I started doing it. Yeah, I mean, really. Uh-huh. Height of influence. There's, there's an also there's an importance to then being able to recognize see this is the thing is no so many people don't make it to the end and then at the end is the bit where we actually are going to get serious <laughs> though i said that and then we got stupid again but is that there is a massive risk of losing friendship there's a massive risk of being alone but it is that same thing which is what adrian said in yoga today is that you know with every ending opens something new and actually that new possibility might come six months later it's the same thing with Romant- I feel like you feel it with romantic relationships mm. and it's really expected with romantic relationships, which is, you know, why you have that period of closure and like grieving and heartbreak. But it's the same for friendships. It's mm. just not as spoken about. People don't talk about the fact that if you lose a friend, it's really painful. And actually, there's, there can, you can still grieve for someone who you feel like didn't treat you right. Mm. You can still grieve for someone who's still alive. Mm. I've spent so much time, and actually, you know, I wrote something about grief yesterday, which I think was really weirdly apt for this now, is that actually I've spent so much of my time grieving for people who are very much still alive. Quite frankly, whose houses I could go and knock on. Mm. But that but it's, conne- the, loss of it's the loss of the connection. It's yeah. the loss of the friendship. It's the loss of that... You know, it's that thing where you go from saying that you're... I think also when, when we are friends and when we aren't as authentic, we can be quite naive. And so I've had some friends where, you know, I've been like, we're, we're going to be friends forever. We're, gonna, we're never going to not... Grow all together. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to then reconcile that with actually the fact that... I mean, you might grow all together. God knows when you might reconnect. In the age of social media, I think that... You know, there is... You, when you say goodbye to a friend, I like to think of it as saying goodbye for now, not necessarily forever, but just for now. Because right now, that relationship isn't working for you. But who knows, in 10 years it might. You know, you might go to university and on, I don't know, like your third night, you've just had your graduation ceremony and afterwards you're going out clubbing with your friends and who do you run into? Billy from school. You're like, Billy, thought we were never going to see each other again. We weren't friends. You know, you broke off your friendship. You were really good friends. And suddenly, you reconnect. You rekindle the friendship. And it's like, oh my God, Billy. And Billy's changed. Billy's a new person. I shouldn't have used the name of someone I know. <laughs> I know two Billys now. And I'm just like, I've weirdly merged them together into one really scary looking person. There's going to be a lot of people whose names you use that you're going to know. So. Yeah, it's true. Marissa. Like, I don't Marissa. know Marissa exactly. Somebody called me Marissa the other day. Why was Marissa in my... The name Marissa has been in my life recently, though. I don't know why. Hmm. But I think that that's... It's also it's a real sign of growth to be able to look back on a friendship and notice the good and the bad, but also still value it for, yeah, because it made you who you are. Hmm. And I think that's the thing about all the... About gratitude, actually, <laughs> to get onto a totally new thing that I think is so important, which I think also is, I think that conversation that we were having about, you know, because I've been doing my daily gratitude journal and you were saying, but are you writing things that are grateful for people in your life or grateful for yourself? Mm. Like, are they about you or are they about other things? And actually now they've got to the point where they are, they're mostly about other things, but I sometimes I get one or two things in. Mm. But the other night I wrote something that was, you know, I'm grateful for all of the negative experiences I've been through because they have made me who I am. Mm. And right now, I don't, I don't know if I love her. I don't know if I really like her, but I don't hate her. Mm. Her being me, in case mm. that wasn't obvious. Because then at one point I got confused and I was like, who am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's a poor thing when you don't need yeah. yeah. But to bring it back to the assertiveness, which I think is really important. Again, that's a really helpful way of finding out who you are yeah and that is where this all starts it's being more attuned to who you are but you've got to give yourself time Definitely. and space to work it out oh 100 percent. and then find the words to explain it to somebody else who's important to you people who are not important to you 
maybe don't want you yeah. back. But the people who are important to you and know that they're But also sometimes you discover yeah. that through assertiveness. Yes, true. That so actually maybe, are, maybe it's good on. to play it on some people you're not sure about. You know, test out the waters a bit, throw practice. some pebbles in. Yeah, practice yeah, you how to th- say it. Oh, yes. And like, I'm sure if you go onto the internet, there will be loads and loads of resources and loads of people who actually have qualifications. But You know what they're talking about, yeah. I have also heard that sometimes it's just helpful when you want to have a conversation about assertiveness to listen to two other people having a conversation about assertiveness. Because I think that's the thing that I hope with this podcast is that you listen to it and every time we say something, it sparks off something in you and you want to talk back to us. And honestly, please, please do. Like, if you have my number, give me a call. You know I can talk for hours. And if not, I, I might well, Instagram... Just in the comment if you want to get a word in it. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe we should communicate over the texting so that I don't just talk for hours. But like, you know, I'm always a open to talking about these kinds of things. Okay, not always, not at ridiculous times at night. I'm trying to go to bed at a decent time. But also, and I do have quite a busy schedule. I'm joking. Guys, I don't have anything to do apart from my yoga. Um, but that also that I think the important thing is, is that if you listen to this and you recognise you identify something about yourself from it, whether it be positive or negative, you know, however you want to think of it, however it feels like it should be labelled to you, that is growth. That is incredible. That is amazing. You have made a very hard step. And that is the same thing. It's by listening to this podcast, you are taking that tiny, that tiny, and, you know, inverted commas again, Mm -hmm. step. It's like, you know, one small step for man, but a big old step for your future self. Indeed. Like, yeah. to really grossly misquote <laughs> and twist the words. But, like, so I just think that, yeah, assertiveness, very important. I'd like to just assert that. Um, <laughs> I make so many assertiveness jokes. You guys are so lucky that this podcast ends now. Um, Actually, I'm going to go watch The Office. <laughs> I'm, not go- I'm actually going to go to the loo because I need to wee so badly. And then I'm going to go, well. I'm not cutting that bit out. They need to know that I need to wee. <laughs> You're a real human being. I need to wee. But that, you know, it is. It's that same thing of, I guess, the kind of the key things of this would be practice, practice, practice. Often you have to do things that feel wrong, but when you dig down, they are right. So things on the surface that may feel wrong sometimes just need a bit more thinking. Um, and there also there has to be a certain element of trust where you trust the process, you trust growth, you trust yourself to make mistakes and learn from them. You trust yourself that it's okay to be a human. It's okay to get things wrong. Mm. And yeah, I guess that's just, you know, I wish you all the best of luck on your journey to assertiveness. And I hope you wish me the best of luck on my journey to assertiveness. So I revoke my wishing you the best of luck. I'm joking. I don't. Yeah, I don't at all. There's endless endless love and I think that's the important thing though is that we just got to show compassion yeah that's really important I think that weirdly also that comes with assertiveness being able to protect yourself and not even necessarily just protect but like feel validated and feel human allows you to a have some insight into how other people might want to be treated because you know how you would like to be treated you know, the whole treat others as you want to be treated, like, that. that's, it's still true. It's, do unto others as yeah. you do unto yourself, yeah. It's, there's, like, there are, honestly, there are some religious teachings that are just, they are spiritual. They're not rooted in the, you know, kind of, like... The ritual of the religion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think that, actually, then, in that sense, a lot can be learned from just broadening your mind and, mm. well, big raining time. But... That, yeah, I think it's all about kindness and compassion to others, most importantly to yourselves, because it's probably the person who you're hardest at putting compassion out and just striving for truth and honesty in all areas of life. I think that is one of the most important things. Now, truth out. <laughs>